Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it is a strike. The bicycle is the last advance in technology everybody understands. Everybody, everybody understands. Anybody who can ride one can understand how it works. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know what we're knowing, but we can't say what we've seen. Here it comes, the Yarrabug Radio Show, here on Radical Radio 3CR, 855 on the AM dial, podcasting or streaming. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. Sorry, my tongue's a little bit trippy over this morning. Very much welcome to Faith, joining me on the tandem or the social this morning here. Good morning, Val. And it is a windy, windy Melbourne day. Lots of uh, spring wind blustering around. There is, and magnolias, daffodils and jonquils everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There's been a sudden burst. We're in for a... Wattle. Wattles, of course, mm-hmm. keep going. And cyclists, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> Wherever time you look, there are cyclists everywhere. Bit of a show coming up today. We're going to have a look at a couple of issues, one of them the Northern Traffic. Strategies. Northern Trails strategy. strategy. Yep. Is that? I'll have a little history lesson on Brompton, who seems to be going gangbusters in England, and we'll catch up with all the funny and kooky things that are happening <laughs> in the bicycle world. Oh, hard not to have a bicycle moment this morning, Faith. <laughs> <laughs> well, I almost, almost, I was this close to um, Repeating a bicycle moment I had only a few weeks ago where I got through three sets of traffic lights uh, without stopping, like green, yeah, yeah. green, green. Um, and quite the achievement considering one of them was the notorious uh, capital city trail Nicholson Street. So, oh. so this morning as I was approaching Glenline Road through those apartments, turned green, I thought, quick, get through that. So I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I got the next got the next one over Nicholson Street? Um 
and heading towards St George's Road, that's where it all fell down. I I almost did, but I had to overtake someone pushing a pram and a dog and there were other people coming the other way and the only way I could have caught that third set of green lights was by uh, being a really badly behaved cyclist on a shared path. So, And that light never wait. You never have to wait long at St George's nah. Road. It's very yeah. uh, quick, so... It was close, but it was, yeah, living the dream, Val. <laughs> I think sometimes the best thing, I mean, I used to do that all the time and I'd get, um, you know, I'd get all the way up to nearly Sydney Road and not have a red light and, of course, then you get one at the last minute and you do some silly things. <laughs> uh, I think the trick is to enjoy what yes. you got and not do the nah, And not stress yeah. too much about it. The best part about it is you get the red light, the first light you get too, so game's over from the rest <laughs> of the ride and you can just keep going on. The interesting stuff, um, I did, had, I've got written down a bicycle moment to share with you today, but then riding along <laughs> this morning, um, look at riding along, I ride a very old bike, 50 years old, and it's lovely every now and then somebody rolls along beside you and just pops beside <laughs> you and says, man, where'd you get that bike? That is some beautiful piece of work. <laughs> so that was like a lovely 200-metre chat with somebody as we strolled along going through the history of Nottingham and everything else Nothing like, like that. mutual admiration. <laughs> well, I think I the, the start of the point was, oh, is that a Sturmy Archer three-speed on the back? And I said, oh, here's a man from last century. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, but look, the um, bicycle moment I have got to share, it's funny actually, It's you ride the same route to do something over and over again. I have a um, uh, quite a nice little shortcut to get to uh, my local shopping centre, but on the way home it requires a little of uh, behaving like a not a very nice cyclist. Actually, there's a T intersection with the left turn lane only, so the cars can only turn around to the left. I try and park myself on the right hand side of the road and then cross bridge road, which is quite busy road four lanes of traffic plus the tram lines in the middle and you can do it but it's a bit sneaky anyway i'm coming home from um unlocking the bike after loading it up outside the um, shopping center the other day and a neighbor from down the road uh, is doing exactly the same thing and uh, he rides a very big cargo bike obviously done a fair bit of shopping so we ride up back up to the street to um Bridge Road went across, and uh, Richard said to me, he said, well, you always take the shortcut through the servo station, don't you? I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, follow me. <laughs> so this intersection, and I must admit, it's not, a, it's not something I would normally do because it is a bit, those cars, you've got right-hand turners, you've got people driving along to try and dodge lights, all those sort of things. And here is this beautifully elegant solution, yes. staring at me in, in the, the face, face for the last, I'm going to say, 18 years. But you're in your, your zone. I'm in the zone. <laughs> you know and, where you're going. And I said to Richard, as we've crossed Bridge Road, I said, why have I not seen that ever before? It yep. was a really good lesson in the gist. And, I mean, I turn right into the street that the servo's in sometimes to go somewhere else. It's been in front of me the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, we were um, 
with some locals in Moreland talking about how you get to so and so, and and someone was saying, oh, you know, do you use the East Brunswick shimmy or blah, blah, blah. and there's a there's another unofficial shimmy. It's you know, but um, and I said, well, you go down here, down here, down here, and you know, they used it once and went, oh my god, that's so good. But it's it's one of those roots. And I remember the first time I found the Brunswick East shimmy. Um, <laughs> Was just by thinking, I was riding somewhere, and then I thought, why? Why do most riders go down there? Ah, uh, yep. And yep. I thought, one day I'm going to go down that street yep. and see where it goes to, and then just sort of think, all oh, right, so you can and get through here, and then you can do that, yeah. and yeah. So it's um, yeah, sometimes, but you are when you're in your zone, you do just. Get the blinkers on a bit. Oh, I'm just thinking about getting home and taking the groceries off yeah. the back, and just I'm, actually what I'm thinking about it is uh, if I've got a car behind me because I've got to get to the right of the traffic lane yeah. and everything like that. So actually, a hundred meters beforehand, I'm not thinking about that at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I love the fact that how many variations on the undiscovered Brunswick shimmy <laughs> can there be? There's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I bet you there's, there's a lot. We've got the West Brunswick shimmy, which is a bit crap. Um, the East yes. Brunswick Shimmy started out as the Brunswick Shimmy, but yep. now it's the East Brunswick Shimmy. That works quite well. But this one is in between the East Brunswick Shimmy and Sydney Road. Nah. So it's uh, it's a little, little like the East Brunswick Shimmy gets you down over to the east, whereas this will get you down to things just behind Sydney Road mm. and, and to Barclay Square. Um, so, yeah. The deconstruction of the streets of Melbourne. God, the French bicyclists would be so happy with us. They'd be loving us. Um, little bit of news? Yeah. Um, look, it's not local, but it's of interest, I think. The Western Australian government is set to drop the speed limit to 30 kilometres per hour on close to a dozen more streets in Perth and regional WA. 11 of those streets are in cool. Perth. Um over the past seven years, the Department of Transport has lowered the speed limit on several Perth streets to 30 kilometres per hour, together with some traffic calming measures like narrowing and that. And those streets, for example, in Nedlands, has seen an increase of 300% in the number of cyclists using those roads uh, and 62% more walkers. Um, so that's been a great success. It's... One of the things it's been really instrumental in doing is reducing the volume of traffic. So, and I know this is a big issue in areas like Yarra and Moreland. Google sends traffic down back streets as yeah. rat runs. Um, and the only way to stop it is to get the average speed down on those streets so low that Google doesn't uh. see an advantage. Um, so I know local councils are doing some things here where you, you narrow streets to try and slow traffic down, which will then change um, the algorithm. Change the algorithm. But so it has, because of that, it has seen a reduction of 600 vehicles a day in these really quiet residential streets. Um, so that's great. At the moment in Victoria, we can't get 30 kilometre per hour speed limits. No. Um, we had a trial once in Yarra and those streets... Two trials and they've both gone back, yeah. ...are still... Um, the the trials in Yarra did not meet the Vic Roads 
requirements. So uh, Moreland is doing a trial now with Vic Roads to establish what guidelines they would have for a council to apply for a 30 kilometre per hour speed limit. So hopefully um, that um, finishes up soon and then Vic Roads have those in place. It's so bureaucratic, but... um, then people will be able to apply for 30 kilometre per hour streets. But they're obviously effective. That's uh, good news yep. from Perth on the effectiveness of them in Australia. And more good news follows. Uh, following on from our great interview with uh, Elliot, um, federal government's looking at uh, changing the emission standards. Ah. Which is good. It came up at. Straight after our radio yes. show was on, it came up. If there's anything from causation to coincidence, we're, we're a part of it. Um, finally, back on the list and uh, saw that it was noted that, uh, you know, it was in the 2019 manifesto. Nice to see it back on the table. Interesting to see the same head kickers coming out from the other side. Yeah. Mainly the automobile manufacturers and... Um, They've got a lot of old cars to get rid of. Well, look, it's something that has never come up, I've never used as an argument, and I really didn't think about it too much. They have a lot of embedded infrastructure in servicing internal combustion cars. It's a gift that keeps on giving to a lot of uh, uh, car manufacturers, that long on-service, and that's not a cheap thing. If you've got an electric car, your maintenance bill is going to be close to over a year, close to not much at all. Yeah. If you're replacing a battery every 10 or 12 years, yep. yeah, there's no fitters and turners doing your carburetor anymore, and these people have a big investment in this. So that was good. Chris Bowen obviously listens to 3CR attentively. <laughs> 10 a.m. on Mondays. Yes. And um, just as an aside, last Friday, uh, for the first time, we had half an hour I think in the early afternoon, where the majority of Australians' energy came from renewable energy. I think it was solar. Um, And uh, then coal-powered and then third was wind. So, And the expectation is that that will happen again very soon. Um, Before the big call on air conditioners kicks in with summer, um, there's a possibility for that to happen. So that was... uh, yeah. Had a little bit of bad news to balance that out again. Oh, the Warmer Street Bridge is closed. Well, it's good news. It's part yeah, of the upgrade. <laughs> I mean, you I, can't... Don't, I don't think they're widening it, though, and that's probably the only upgrade. No, they can't um, widen the Heritage no. Bridge. But, they're screwing um, the timbers down a bit tighter, which is nice. Yeah. 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 They're, they're fixing some of the issues with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, and I know I've mentioned this before, but it is a gift that keeps on giving, and it's not really a negative. It's interesting to see how the um, oh, the pressure on woke cyclists in the UK is just ramping up at the moment. One of the uh, candidates for um, to be the next Prime Minister of England, or no, not one of the candidates, one of the candidates, a bloke called uh, Grant Shapps, who's uh, Minister for Transport, the one who's, anyway... Still going on about licence plates. Yeah. Still kicking it down. They're still making a huge fuss about it. Well, I think... It's just a, it's just a political Yeah, and point. when you say they're, they're still making a huge fuss about it, there's there's one person um, 
and then the media who are backing that person. Yeah. There's there's no one who's seriously considering no, it. We so. should single out the Daily Mail here. It's, but anyway. Well, it's the same as, you know, yeah, yeah. the Herald Sun would run here with a similar story and it could be from the most Anywhere. obscure person you yep. can ever think of. Um, yep. But it's just to uh, generate some clicks and publicity. And I, I might point out that the only country, only nation that does this effectively is North Korea. There's a license plate on every bicycle and they know where they are. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'll just briefly mention yep. quickly some very old news. This is from May 1899, but um, a, a singular bicycle accident. A curious accident occurred at Croyt on Wednesday night. Mr. Clark, a blacksmith, had constructed a machine called a home trainer and on which a bicycle could be fixed and worked at any speed without moving from the spot. Night, a local cyclist was doing his best to make a record and a young man named Edward Carter was standing near holding a watch when one of the nine-inch iron wheels supporting the driving wheel of the bicycle broke and a portion struck Carter on the hand and then nearly cut through the iron of the roof of the blacksmith's shop. Carter had one of his fingers broken. But um, 124 years ago, bicycle trainers, indoor trainers. There you go. Nothing is new. (laughs) Nothing is new. We're going to be back just straight after this. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. Three CR would like to. I Three CR would like to say <laughs> that you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show here on Three CR Radical Radio. Um, Faith. The Northern Strategy. The Northern Trails Regional Strategy. Yes. This, um, I've, I just thought it was worth a mention because yep. I think this is something that falls under the radar a bit. But um, there's a 2016 Northern Trails Regional Strategy uh, that is currently being renewed. It's an initiative of several councils, Moreland, Darabin, Banyul, Hume, Whittlesea and Nilambic. And... Uh, it concerns trails that are mostly, mostly, if you're trying to picture where they might be, north of the ring road. Oh, um, yep. yep. Not exclusively, but so they have been consulting and on uh, prioritising a list of what projects are documented in this strategy, uh, what they should prioritise to try and get funding for. Um, so... At the moment, they have identified 10 priority projects, which is not to say that the others won't be done, but these are the 10 they're looking to then further refine to a a short list so these councils can um, advocate for funding for them. Um, So you're able to do a survey nominating the ones that you think are important and why. I'll just do a a quick... I'm just trying to think of... Look through them. 
So the Merry Creek, there are of these ten, there are multiple projects oh, that yeah. involve extending the Merry Creek Trail beyond the Ring Road. If yep. you've ridden up there, you'll know that you can actually go under, and then it goes to nowhere. Yep. Um, there's a couple of little short sections that have been done further north, but no connection. Um, so there's a couple of projects in this strategy that um, involve gradually extending that further north, um, the upfield shared path. There's a project. Most of these projects are for construction. This is an advocacy project to extend the upfield shared path beyond the ring road. Maybe to Upfield even, for example. Upfield path going to Upfield. Um, And this is a really good one because once you get beyond the ring road, it's a heavily industrialised area, lots of apprentices and people going to work, very little public transport, Transport, Um, and often people working who are too young to have a licence. So being able to get that connection further north – through that sort of really focused job area would uh, be great. The Maroondah Aqueduct Trail, there's multiple projects on this, and this involves um, connecting the Plenty River Trail to the Diamond Creek Trail and then further to Warrandyte. So that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, that that would make a great loop with the Yarra Trail. Yep, yep. Uh, And then there's another project at Whittlesea, for a trail alongside the train line from Mernda to Whittlesea and a King Lake trail to establish a new trail from Hurstbridge to Arthur's Creek. Well, that'd be good. Yes, yeah. they, w- they would all be good. good. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and, uh, but they need to, they're asking you to nominate your three highest priority ones. Yeah. Um, so... We'll post a link with the podcast, but if you Google Northern Trails Regional Strategy, you will two thousand twenty two. Yep, you will come across um, the site where you can take part. There's, it's available from multiple councils consultation pages. So one will come up, and when you click through, you will get onto the survey pages. There's maps of all these projects, details yep. about them. And you can also click through to each of those councils involved and um, check out what their priorities are. And there's a lot of information up there about um, what they're doing and um, where they'll go and what connections they'll make. Is this uh, councils working together? or the, mm. So they're going to have a working group that is going to tie these together or... Are they just the, the paths going through one council? That's a council's responsibility. I'm, I'm, I'm not I, sure yeah, how they break down the I'm work. I'm not sure how they do um, the They've obviously yeah. formed this coalition to booster um, the call for these paths um, yeah. and trails. It's, um, you know, and, and I remember 2016 when this was done and you thought, oh, that's great, but yeah. I don't know much has been done since then, you know. It's so, you know, mm. good to see it getting a boost. Um, and But I think if more people were aware of these plans, then, you know, you, you, you could gotta... get more pressure to get them done. done. And yeah. Because really, you know, getting it down to these three projects that they're then going to prioritise to try and get funding for, um, you know, why Why do we have to settle for three? 
you know, why can't the state government just <laughs> fund a few I, I, more? I'm trying to think who used it over the weekend. Somebody actually, you've got to get on a glide slope to, okay, <laughs> to where you go. It's not a slippery slope. And, and look, there's, I can see politically and pragmatically how you get it done. You do focus on a couple of things. and the, But uh, I think the biggest thing is that the call for community engagement in the choices and actually if you know you've got the backing of a group of people in your local area. Well, that's the thing. If if these groups of councils can go and say, this many people took part in consultation, so that's the number of people who are interested. Yeah. Uh, It backs up what they're calling for. So if you think, oh, these trails sound great, um, but I don't need to take part, well, you're taking part justifies what they're calling for and it it helps um, shift those things. And what, you know, if you were particularly keen, what you could also do, I mean, we're coming up to an election, email your local candidates and say, I really want this trail built and and what are you going to do about it? Um, And maybe there's a candidate who'd like to make one of these uh, a pet project. We seem to have, um, the reason, we seem to have, um, done very well on doing some, I'm going to call well, cyclist trails or, you know, so Bright's a perfect example, uh, the Murray's another one, where it's a self-contained areas where you go and ride from place to place. Mm. This A lot of this is catchable by train from Melbourne on a suburban rail network into, a, as you were saying, nice loop around Maroondra or um, these are... Add another dimension to local Melbourne centric, but not really. But it it puts them in. It gets us to there. We can get there easy. Well, and these aren't regional. All of this is yeah. south of Craigieburn, so yeah. this is suburbs. Yeah. And if you've ridden up to Craigieburn lately, you'll see all the new housing estates where there used to be paddocks. Yep. So these are the trails through suburban areas. They might be slightly greener suburbs yeah. for the moment. But, um, yeah, this is uh, very much and, – and, like, you know, the upfield is the perfect example. It enables people to get to work. Yeah. So. And it's, um, as you say, new suburbs, not much public transport. Very little public transport. Yeah. And very little recreation area. Look. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to get down on, on down. <laughs> well, there's some great there's great grassland areas. The, yep. the existing paths there are great. Um, it's the connections that are missing, and these will create those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all Godspeed to them, which would be good. Yeah. So have a look for the Northern Trails Regional Strategy 2022. Um, we will put a link up, but you can Google that in the meantime. Check out the map. Look at the projects they're prioritising. Do the survey. But also, if there's one, you know, drop an email to uh, whoever's standing for election in your local electorate and uh, see if they're interested in having a pet project. Or even better, go for a ride along one of them, get the lie of the land, see where it's actually going so you've got a little bit more insight into what's supposed to be done. Yeah, well, those that you can get, yeah, they're, they're generally the, the gaps in the, the network. Ones, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what other – I've got a little bit of news to fill up. We're pretty close to being halfway through. <laughs> Look, just I'll fill this in and on the next time because there's a nice little bit of history in this. Um, I'm, 
a lot of people know have seen Brompton bikes around everywhere. They're a lovely, um, uh, they're a great design, well built, high quality, interesting. There are only two bicycle manufacturers left in England. Brompton's one of them, and Pashley is the other one, and. Their sales in the last year, 93,000 Bromptons. And this it's an interesting story, Brompton, because every three years they have to build a new factory. And they've kept doing that. They're now hoping to build a new factory and look to be producing 200,000 Bromptons a year. It's pretty good going. Yes. For... Um, and this is, they do an electric one, but it hasn't taken off as they would like because part of the Brompton is you can fold it up and carry it upstairs. Once you mm. put a big battery on it, it changes that completely. But it's one of those great stories, quality manufacturing, everything in-house, 70% of the fabrication made in one factory. And in a country that's in the last 10 years hasn't lent itself to local manufacturing. No, oh, well, it's bucking the, the trend on, on every level. It like, is, yeah. Yep. Um, interesting. And look, next time when we've got a bit of time, I'll, there's a lovely history on small wheel and folding bicycles. It's very English, yes, of course, but there's some German influences as well. <laughs> I'll do it as one of my little history things one time. <laughs> that is what all we've got. That is only what we've got time That's for. That's all we have time for. Um, 3CR relies on the support of its listeners. So if you'd like to subscribe, you can go to 3cr.org.au to do so. Coming up next is... Shebop. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.